Hey, you guys, what up? Welcome. You are in the car with Joey Two Wallets. Today was a very trying day. And so were a lot of these unfortunate teams last weekend. So, as far as my record, I went one and two. I had to pick three games because I had one game that had two unfortunates in it. So, of course, I had to pick another game. So, the Cowboys beat the Bengals. I picked the Bengals. I thought the Bengals were playing uh, not necessarily inspired football, but I thought they were trying hard enough for their coach. Let's see. I saw... No, I didn't see that one. Um, We all saw the Chargers uh, beat the Falcons. Uh, If you're getting this on Saturday morning, as you guys know, the Chargers have already lost on Thursday night. So that will not affect the unfortunate ranking. So as of this week, the Chargers will not be making an appearance on the unfortunates due to their victory over the Atlanta Falcons. And we do have one new team, but before we get to that, of course, we started number 32. You guys already know. Let me take a quick break. Yo, yo. All right. Coming in at number 32. I don't even want to say lovable losers um, because I just don't feel right. I will say this much. Sam Darnold, Pittsburgh's next quarterback possibly, is not looking that good right now. He didn't even throw for 200 yards against Seattle's defense who had been giving up yards to everybody. And let's see. Also, we are... 887 yards away from Frank Gore passing Walter Payton. How was no news casters or team picked up on this yet? This is Frank Gore. And if they don't win, he's most likely not going to retire. Can can can, can we get some press on this? All right, anyway, New York Jets at number 32. Let's see who's number 31. And like I was saying, coming in at number 31 are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Let's see. Mike Glennon got benched. Gardner Minshew didn't look any better. And they lost. But the rookie running back still looks good. He still looks good. So, um... It's really more so with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where are you picking? Because right now you're number two. You won one game. You know what's funny? It was so long ago. I don't even remember who they beat. <laughs> um, like, there's nothing. Like, I'm sitting here racking my brain. What can I say about Jacksonville? 
They're in Florida. All right, that's number 31. On number 30. Yo, what up, guys? Welcome back. And at number 30, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, you guys dropped two spots. Why? You guys got beat by more than 20 to the Dallas Cowboys. It's that simple. Y'all let Andy Dalton have revenge this week. It's that simple. You guys decided to not show up this one week and play hard. It's simple. Joe Burrow is still out. I guess we can all say that he's not going to win Rookie of the Year. So, sorry, uh, Joe and your Bengals. But the good thing is, you guys only two nine or two ten and one. So, you guys might get another really good wide receiver, which I wouldn't do. I just have a feeling Cincinnati's gonna do it. They got a former wide receivers coach and head coach. I just have a feeling they're going to go and pick a wide receiver when they need to go O-line. Um, I hope you guys are picking O-line. I haven't even looked at the guys that you guys should possibly draft. And it's been so hard to monitor college football right now. This is going to be a hard year to really draft and probably the most interesting one. But other than that, that's all I got for you, Cincinnati. Better luck next year. What's up, guys? Welcome back. And as you guys know, the Dallas Cowboys have always been number 30 or 31. This is the best ranking they've had all year. They dominated the Cincinnati Bengals, jump up two spots. I'm honestly shocked. Um, I honestly thought the Bengals overall... Weren't a better talented team, but I thought that they played better as a unit, and I thought that they would beat the Dallas Cowboys. But that being said, Dallas beat them by more than 20. I'm I'm still surprised. Even with, um, I think they're backup quarterbacks, a kid named Allen. I'm still surprised. Like, the Dallas Cowboys aren't a good team together. And I know they haven't had any time to gel, but it just, it's, it, they just don't seem to work, but somehow they put it together and they beat the Bengals. This is the first time I think I've watched or followed and it it just, it, it just, they seem lethargic. Like they didn't, like, they just wanted Andy Dalton to get one. 
<laughs> but anyway, um, so at number 30 was the Bengals, and at number 29, first time on the Unfortunates, Dallas Cowboys number 29. Hey, you guys, and coming in at number 28, the Carolina Panthers. Um, the only reason why I have them falling this far is, um, well, one, they lost to the Denver Broncos, but it was, uh, they didn't really get blown, but they kind of did. It's kind of like I have that feeling that, they should have beaten Denver, but Denver was just better. And that usually tends to happen sometimes when Denver's defense Denver's defense can show up any time of the week. The Denver Broncos are just they're shockingly good at times and then still not a good team. Denver Broncos have been on the unfortunates before, but the Carolina Panthers are just sinking. Honestly, I think it's just a new coach into the season. Um, more teams tend to get seriously, even the bad ones. Like, they really... They've had injuries this year. They're, you know, they're, they have a different quarterback, different kind of style of play. They're just trying to figure out who they are, really. Um, they do have an identity... But that's good about Carolina. I think they need a little bit more wide receiver talent. But I actually don't think Carolina is a bad team overall. Um, so they're down three spots. And on a 27 we go. Yo, yo. All right, so at number 27, and I don't know why I'm excited. Maybe because my favorite position is running back, but I'm going to get to that in a second. At number 27 is the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. Now, to me, what is special about what's going on in Detroit, they're about to have a whole new regime. So... We all know Adrian Peterson is most likely not going to be there. Honestly, I want Adrian Peterson to find a team. Now, as Frank Gore is chasing Walter Payton with 887 to go, I've always wanted to bring up Adrian Peterson as who he is chasing list because he's chasing Barry Sanders with 527 to go. So, we got a few games left. Can Adrian Peterson break for 527 yards in a few games? No. But he can inch closer to it, and I hope he comes back next year. I don't want either running back to retire. I want to see somebody catch somebody. The Detroit Lions are at 27 
they just lost to the Green Bay Packers. And honestly, that's the reason why they didn't fall is because at least they seemingly showed up. They play like a different football team with this new coach. Um, so Detroit did not fall, did not rise. I couldn't in good conscience drop them with the way that they played against Green Bay. Green Bay, again, has always been funny to me. Like, they play down to their competition, but they always play better than their competition. It's like a mix of both with them. Um, if you guys catch what I'm saying. So it's not like they play down to their competition as much as they are just a little bit better than everybody they play. Like, I was going to say magician, but that's a bad example. Um, in a way, nah, scratch it. But anyway, Detroit, they're standing at 27. And that's really about it. Uh, Try to figure there's anything else going on with Detroit. Other than that, I actually, Detroit's interesting too. Just as interesting as Dallas and the Jets. We're going to see what's going to happen with them during this offseason. Can't wait. Next up is number 26, and on we go. Hey, you guys. I had to break up in your phone real quick. We have a new team who has been back on the Unfortunates before. It is the Atlanta Falcons. Well, they're back. They had just lost to the, I really, really, really want to say San Diego Chargers, but I can't. Los Angeles Chargers still don't sound right to me. Los Angeles Rams make sense. Los Angeles Chargers don't make sense. But in this case, the Atlanta Falcons, whose name nobody really wants to say at this point, because as much as I like Raheem Morris, I think Raheem Morris is just going to continue to be a good coordinator. I don't know about head coach. He's not really a motivator of men. I just find him to be a very organized person. And you can tell in his play, uh, the way he runs his staff, the way his play calling has been, he's just a very organized person. Um, that's not a knock against him at all. I just don't know if he's a leader of men like that to win games. To win games and to like move forward with the Atlanta Falcons, as much as I like Raheem Morris, I don't think he's what Atlanta needs. That being said, the Atlanta Falcons are number 26 on our list. Um, they don't really have anybody that I enjoy watching. Oh, I take that back. I like Julio Jones. I love Ridley. Love him. Great wide receiver. All right, you guys. I mean, honestly, I'm not even sure where he's ranked for, but 
people keep talking about the best receivers in the NFL. The two people that are most underrated to me, if they had a had a team, these are people when healthy, always produce. Always, without question. One of them is Juice in Cleveland. Javar Landry is a very underrated wide receiver. And ever since OBJ got there, all he did was get in his way. Now, this other guy, Calvin Ridley. I'm sorry, to me, he's a top 10 wide receiver. Easy. I mean, if you think about it, Julio Jones, and for any of y'all thinking OBJ, slap yourself. The dude's always hurt. He's known for one great catch. He's not a great receiver. He's a great injured guy. So, when healthy, I'm going to say Antonio Brown, because right now he's not healthy. Um, Physically, he's okay, but mentally he has issues. So, between Antonio Brown, Mike Thomas, Julio Jones, and then it starts to get down, and it starts to get hazy. Uh, Ridley is better than Amari Cooper. Ridley is better than Devontae Adams. Yes, I said it. Ridley is better than Devontae Adams. I said it. There's just a lot of people I would put Ridley above. The only two guys that are ascending and that scare me as far as wide receivers are the Ole Miss boys, one in Seattle and one in Tennessee, A.J. Brown, and Metcalf, and, and DJ Metcalf. These dudes are killing the NFL. Killing the NFL. But anyway, for those of you that want to sit there and argue with me about this one, go right ahead. Calvin Ridley is a top 10 wide receiver in this NFL. Oh, I did. I forgot about Diggs. Diggs is an awesome wide receiver. I think I would put Diggs above Ridley. But like I said, that list is real thin above him. Uh, but those, those Ole Miss boys, they, they ain't got Ridley yet. But boy, they're close. There's some great wide receivers on the rise going here in the next five years. Oh, what? I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I forgot about D-Hop. D-Hop. I, for, I forgot about D-Hop. I apologize. Okay, so that's five guys above. And right now, I don't count Antonio Brown. I just have to say him because he's still one of the best receivers we've seen. Wow. Wide receiver talk on the unfortunates. It's unfortunate that you guys don't know about Calvin Ridley, for those of you guys that don't. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, if you happen to see him or turn him on, look out for Calvin Ridley. He's the one catching touchdowns, not getting a bunch of yards, and not scoring like Julio Jones. All right, guys. On to the next unfortunate. We move on to the best spot on our list, number 25. Let's see who it is. 
Oh, and just real, real quick, for those of you guys that haven't picked up, uh, Calvin Ridley is, is having his best season so far. He's at 67 receptions, 1,029 yards, and 8 touchdowns. Over his three-year career, he's got 194 catches, 2,716 yards, and 25 TDs. To y'all, that may sound like a little, but the dude's balling. All right, guys, and coming back to the best team on my list. The Philadelphia Eagles went from dropping, dropping, dropping for the last four weeks on the unfortunate list, ending up all the way at 29. Well, I mean, can we, can we give Jalen Hurts some credit? I'm one of those people. I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. Uh, I was one of those guys who was not a Carson Wentz fan um, coming out. But his MVP year, I thought it was kind of a perfect storm as opposed to this is what you're seeing. And this happens all the time in the NFL. If a quarterback has one good game, he's going to end up on another team, most likely. If he has two good games... He might get resigned as the backup. If he has three good games, now we're talking Matt Flynn territory. Matt Flynn had three good games and got a contract on another team as a starting quarterback. But if you have a good season in today's NFL, you could get a $150 plus million dollar contract like we saw Carson Wentz did. So Carson Wentz was almost the MVP about four years ago. Almost the MVP. And that's it. He had an okay season last year for a guy trying really hard. I just never believed in Carson Wentz because he doesn't make sense to me. His, he's not really that accurate when everybody complains about the good quarterbacks who are accurate. Like everybody said that, Carson Wentz is better than Dak. I still don't get that. Dak is a fourth-round draft pick who continuously got Dallas into the playoff picture. And I know everybody's going to say, well, the injuries to Dallas this year. No. Dallas this year lost their leader, their heart and soul of that team. Everybody kept saying it was Ezekiel Elliott. You see what Ezekiel Elliott puts out? When Dak is not there. I'm not saying Ezekiel Elliott doesn't have heart because he's in the NFL. And I'm going to stop doing that to NFL players. But he lost his emotion that goes in that heart when Dak went down. And that's the reason why we're seeing the Dallas Cowboys like this. Is because their heart is hurt. Like they just had heart surgery, heart transplant. And now Andy Dalton's heart is in there. And Andy Dalton's heart is not what Dak Dak Prescott's heart was. That's what I feel is missing from Carson Wentz. He has a talent. I don't like his footwork, but for some reason people do. He doesn't have the amount of guy stuff. And what I mean by that, he, he doesn't 
he even came out and said that he was a bad teammate and that he didn't know how to connect to other players and that he didn't know how to do this and that he was having a problem with his ego. For one, as a quarterback, you're all supposed to have an ego. You're just not supposed to admit that you have an ego problem. But since he does, and it's from his own mouth, not any reporters, anybody saying anything about him, And I say all that to come back to the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts reminds me of a better Donovan McNabb. And I said it before he got drafted. But nobody wanted to listen because he was a second round draft pick. Jalen Hurts is a better Donovan McNabb. If Doug Peterson stays... And they get the right offensive coordinator. Because trust me, this offensive coordinator is getting fired. So, if he stays, and they stay healthy, and they work him all offseason, Doug Peterson, the new offensive coordinator and him, stay in the book all offseason, I guarantee you, he will almost shatter every single record held by Don McNabb, except for the touchdown yards. I'm talking about season records. Jalen Hurts will be the future quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. They're up for new spots. Now, this is my only question about the Philadelphia Eagles. Can they make the playoffs? Because... Right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are in the territories is you don't have any tape on Jalen Hurts. You don't know what you're going to get. And that's exactly why the Saints lost to him. And I should have known that, and I should have bet on that, but normally the reason why I didn't do it is because we're late in the season and normally those playoff teams show up. And... Taysom Hill didn't play bad, but he's not Drew Brees. So, I thought that they would get by Philly. I thought that they would beat him well. I didn't think Jalen Hurts was up to the task of beating him, but he had 106 rushing yards on one of the best defenses in the NFL. And he threw for 167. I think it was something like 17 of 30 or something like that. Even though I'm not a fan of the uh, Philadelphia Eagle brass, uh, honestly, it's just for the way they did Deshaun Jackson and Deshaun McCoy. And I understand that Kelly's not there anymore, but still. They should have they should have done better. Um, I root for you, Jalen Hurts. I root for you, and I hope you... I hope this is your team for years to come. All right, and that's it for the unfortunate teams. Now we're going to have the unfortunate picks come up in a minute. All right, man, this is the unfortunate picks. Every single week of the unfortunates, we've had at least one or two winners. 
Last week we had, let's see, we had one, two, three wins. That was the Eagles, the Broncos, and the Chargers. They all won. This is the hardest unfortunate picks ever. So I'm going to run through the games with you so you guys can understand what problems I got to go through. The Eagles go to the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, about me saying that uh, the Eagles might have a chance at the playoffs. They'd have to at least beat Arizona, which won't happen. The Falcons play the Buccaneers. Matt Ryan beating, you know what? Matt Ryan beating Tom Brady and getting revenge for the uh, the debacle in the Super Bowl. That's a possibility. But, I mean, come on. They're a playoff team. It's the Buccaneers. It's the Falcons. Could I see Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley going nuts? Yeah. But that's still a hard game to pick. So, let's see. The Cardinals will beat the Eagles. The Titans will beat the Lions. I just have a feeling that'll be a close game. Uh, the Packers and Panthers. That would be an upset, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, guys. I'm definitely got to pick. Just due to how hard this is, I got to pick three games this week. I just have a feeling I'm going to go 0-3. Cowboys and 49ers, that's the game that I thought I would pick. Bengals and Steelers, the Bengals will win a close, I mean, the Steelers will win a close game. The Ravens and Jaguars, the Ravens should win by 20, but I have a feeling they'll win by like 9 or 10. And then the Jets and Rams, I'd be shocked if the Jets scored. Like, I'm thinking 26 to 0. So, yeah, I'm thinking the Rams will beat them by 26. So, I'm going to have to think about this for a second and get back to you guys. All right, I'm back. Um, there is levels to this one. Um, I was going to have a guest this week, but it didn't end up happening for the unfortunate picks. Okay, so the hardest game to pick is... I'm picking three games this week, guys. So the hardest game to pick is going to be the Falcons going up against the Buccaneers. I take that back because the Falcons are actually a team that can score offensively. The hardest game that I'm going to pick is going to be the Dallas Cowboys upsetting the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, I know the 49ers are what, a 5-6 win team. It doesn't matter. San Francisco can still play football, but Dallas can get streaky at times, good. But here's the thing that scares me. San Francisco runs the ball really well, and that's Dallas's weakness. They couldn't stop. You know what? I'm a changer. Everybody says they couldn't stop a nosebleed. Um, 
they couldn't stop a river from flowing. No. Like, that, that's really hard to come up with one on the spot. Like, really hard. So, uh, they couldn't stop a cup from pouring. There you go. So, <laughs> I am, for some reason, Andy Dalton will show up at home in Dallas. And San Francisco will find a way to play horrible for the, what, third time this year? And the Dallas Cowboys in an old school rivalry will win this game. Uh, let's see. If they can, uh, boy, how, how do they win this game? Uh, Andy Dalton gets hot with Amari Cooper, maybe. San Francisco secondary is not that great. Like Richard Sherman is the best player. Uh, best corner, excuse me. Um... The pass rush to San Francisco is kind of hurt right now. Um, I'll say... Oh, man, this is hard. Um, can I say 23-21 Cowboys? And a shocker? Um, number two... Uh, the Falcons have a home game against Tampa Bay. Tom Brady finds a way to stink up the first half, which wouldn't be a shock. Atlanta can have a shockingly, surprisingly fast uh, linebacking nickel corner. Like the middle, of the, the middle of their defense is kind of quick and fast. The pass rush is kind of slow, but it is there, and the corners aren't that great, but they are big. So this is kind of to the disadvantage of Tom Brady. Just looking at the roster, so I could honestly, and Tampa Bay's defense does kind of give up a lot of points, so we know Atlanta's going to score more than 20, the question is, is 20 what, so I will say that Atlanta scores 31 to Tampa's 24. And this last one, um, this is a trap game for the Green Bay Packers right here. They're at home. They're playing the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers, look, I'll tell you one thing about Carolina. They don't get bad at every game. They will show up. They're going to play. And they can play both sides of the ball, so... I could see this, like, kind of low scoring. So, I'll say it's 2017 overtime win for the Carolina Panthers. Field goal, and then the running back fumbles, and the game is over. 20-17. So, Carolina will get the ball. They will kick a field goal. Green Bay gets the ball. They start running in the first few plays. Aaron Rodgers will complete one pass. They'll get in uh, around the 47, 48-yard line, and then the running back will fumble, and then Carolina Panthers will win. That's how I see it going. 
Yes, that's extremely specific. But I hope I at least get one win. Because, look, the Eagles won't beat the Cardinals. Lions won't beat the Titans. The Bengals beating the Steelers is the only one that could close, but that the Steelers will score 18 or 19 points. And the Bengals will score 12 or 13. That's just the that's the way I see it. Like the Steelers defense will show up, but the offense I don't I don't believe in. And everybody loves James Conner. Just because he's a cancer survivor doesn't mean he's a good running back. I'm not trying to be insistent. I'm trying to be real. Does anybody look at the stats? The only team he's good against is the Browns. I'm getting sick of arguing this point all the time. The Jaguars will not beat the Ravens, even though I would love to see the Jaguars beat the Ravens. I'm just, I'm sick of this whole Lamar Jackson is the second best quarterback in the NFL nonsense. It's nonsense. He's regressing, not even because there's tape on him, because there was no offseason they didn't have time to train properly, and he's in a unique offensive system that if everything doesn't work right, it works wrong. So you know what? I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson. As long as you're in this system, you cannot be a top three quarterback on my book. I don't even see what's top five, dude. Sorry. I honestly got Ryan Tannehill playing better than you. And like I said before, I'd be shocked if the Jets scored. I'd be shocked. I still see like, what did I say? Oh, I think 23-0, 26-0, like something like that. Because sometimes the Rams offense cannot show up. If Joe, look, if Joe Flacco was playing, I'd pick the Jets for the upset. Because Joe Flacco always plays better when you guys don't think he would. Uh, yeah. That is it. Jets will lose. Jaguars will lose. Bengals will lose. Cowboys, Steelers, Falcons upset. Lions will lose. Eagles will lose. And the Eagles are going to lose a close game, by the way. The Cardinals are not perfect, but we know who we are. And fortunately i got to speak about two of my favorite teams titans and cardinals let's go cardinals fans let's go titans fans let's get these w's let's get these playoff spots guys i'm out this is the unfortunate and most of these teams are just unfortunate have a good one guys